0: I wanted to do it, if we're going to do it, do it properly, but the other thing is that if you're going to work, you want to enjoy being at work rather than it being a slog. That's why we had to put everything else kind of in, as well as just being computers, uh, sewing machines and a a warehouse, that kind of jazz.
1: Chalking Fitness is supported by Hens, who seek to offer you a range of no-compromise, health-first performance food supplements. As well as their title green stacks, they're also changing the playing field with CBD. Rather than as a liquid via a dropper, their CBD pods offer 1,000 milligrams of CBD and 5 grams of coconut oil. I've really enjoyed getting more inventive with its use, from putting it in my evening hot drink or spreading it on toast in the morning. If you want to know more about any of their products, do head over to hentstacks.com, listen to episode 24 of the Chalking Fitness podcast, but also consider using the link and code in the bio to further support this podcast. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Chalking Fitness Podcast. This week, delighted to welcome another guest. I'm delighted to welcome Jay Bright, owner of Waddable. So Jay, welcome to the podcast. How you doing, mate? You are right, Re- Really well, thanks. How are things over? It's End, right?
0: Yeah, South End. We're uh, pretty cold at the moment. Um, snow is coming down. I've got one of the guys here thinking I might have to leave soon uh, just to get back to East London. And three of my girls haven't come in today haven't been able to because of the uh the weather but we're all good apart from that
1: yeah it's it's a kind of a weird one when the weather kind of like the snow and we were saying just before we started that it kind of can knock us for six really but uh it's uh it's it's a shame not only the snow but equally like you know we're not able to do this face to face because i know you guys have got a great setup over there um at, at kind of hq so uh you know it's uh we'll talk about that in more detail when we kind of get onto that topic Waddable will be known to many, you know, a a, a UK brand kind of a great presence at competitions, uh, plenty of athletes that you work with as well recent kind of launch as well so lots to kind of talk about um, before we kind of get into that I, I always like to do a couple of warm up questions with my guests um and i know you know you've got you're you're dabbling crossfit yourself as well so you know kind of these are some fair questions to ask you the first one would be if you're allowed to program your own birthday workout and you can choose three movements
0: what would they be um ring dips 100 uh definitely one of my strongest um power clean i do love a power clean Uh, and anything that doesn't allow me to go below parallel would be perfect um else oh, our oh, rope climbs yeah yeah nice. yeah definitely being a bit taller it's, uh, it's a lot easier to get up the rope so uh yeah ring dips power cleans rope climbs see see that's where
1: we need to you know when it comes to something like rope climbs and they need to be programmed and the movement standard needs to be that you start seated on the ground that really yeah, kind yeah. of levels it levels it for most people unless, unless, you've got unless kind you have of... a short body <laughs> yeah or like massively long arms right exactly yeah. <laughs> but
0: there's no there's no jumping <laughs> no no but yeah i think uh i can i can kind of do an easy muhammad and jump once and then uh touch the bar pretty much so uh <laughs> it's, it's a bit easier for me being slightly taller yeah so like
1: you know with the upper body strength there as well from rope climbs but definitely ring dips is that something that you've kind of built through kind of crossfit style training or has it come from previous kind of like um, uh, fitness as
0: well yeah, I'd say kind of a, a bodybuilding when I was in my younger years, um, bodybuilding background, you always kind of did ring dips. You wanted you wanted um, some nice triceps going on. Um, and uh, yeah, always, always I uh, always, always liked a ring dip or always liked a normal dip anyway, a stationary dip. But uh, then it, when you start doing CrossFit, it ends up being on the rings. So uh, yeah, kind of definitely one of my uh, more powerful movements.
1: Uh, it's good to have that kind of strength strength background for the ring dip because then if you can get the kip right it can you can definitely kind of like yeah. piston them out pretty quickly yeah exactly awesome so that's that's the first kind of warm question the second one question i always spin this in different ways and sometimes i ask people like what's the music that you like to train to but what i'm actually going to spin this one to if a certain song or a certain genre of music had to play every time you
0: entered the Waddable
1: office what cool. would it be
0: um <sighs> to be fair, it's going to be grime, I think. Some kind of, wouldn't be a specific song. Maybe, well, maybe like some um, really old school, um, crazy titch, Some, I don't know, Kano. Um, I kind of grew up on well, top of tower blocks, putting up pirate radio stations, uh, putting up transmitters and stuff like that. So that was kind of the era I came up in is a lot of the old grime stuff. So if anything came on, it would probably be a bit of Kano. Nice,
1: nice. There we go. I uh, really, I, I was, I've, I've settled on those two questions. I feel like they're they're normally common ground, gets people warmed up. But, you know, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're not unfamiliar with kind of podcasting. You know, with the setup, you've got a, a, a HQ as well. But uh, it's it's always good to kind of start with that. So yeah, warm us up a little bit. Yeah. So so let's now get in, into to Wattable then. Kind of uh, your business. It's be, as I said, it would be really familiar to lots of people. I can't remember a time that I wasn't aware of Waddable. Um, I mm-hmm. think it's, you know, it's definitely a, synonymous with UK, um, UK CrossFit to some extent. When, when did you start, start the company and, and like, what inspired you to kind of st- start a company?
0: Um, I started in 2013. I had a, a small printing company. Uh, we did kind of science, um, ventured in towards like t-shirt printing and stuff like that. And then, natural progression was into something I loved and at the time 2013 I was doing CrossFit Uh, I still am now but um, I loved CrossFit and I thought oh let's uh, let's start up a kind of t-shirt brand so to speak as everyone does they start off with a couple of t-shirts and go from there Um, so yeah I I kind of had a few designs I've kind of always been good with designs and um, the media and graphic side of things so we had a couple of good concepts then we went through to uh, we go tribal clash from there and kind of went it was kind of all or nothing you either do it properly or you don't um so we went to tribal clash had a stand there and realized we possibly had something after that weekend and just yeah went from there and uh, gradually got bigger over the years
1: one thing I've noticed with like Waddable is there's a definite kind of style. Like you know, you kind of like you know, if you see like the shorts or the headbands or what, you can kind of be like you know, without even seeing the kind of Waddable written on it, there's that there's yeah. that kind of angle. in it. Is that something you know you were in printing previously in banners? Is that um, and I've also seen and I was going to get onto it later, but the vlogs that you do kind of you really give insight into that kind of design process. Is is that something that you're like you're bringing with you and and has always been in kind of in the style of water that, that type of, um, colorways. And yeah, stuff.
0: I'd say, um, patterns, designs are kind of what we started with. Um, it's what we hit big straight away was kind of differentiated ourselves from everyone else was the patterns. Um, then it's kind of, as years have gone on, it's been a bit more of a saturated market, uh, in terms of patterns and we've pulled away slightly from that, uh, with the in-your-face patterns, but we've kept it with the headbands. Um, so, yeah, it's it's kind of, it's at the core of Waddable, Um our design patterns, the kind of in-your-face clothing with, that we make. Um, but actually, I'd say in recent months, we've kind of pulled away from that slightly. Apart from the, sh- the men's shorts, men generally love a big, uh, leery pattern short, or a completely plain one. So, we're still dabbling in between the both, um, but they'll always be there, just probably not as prominent as we get further down the line.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's the case. And then you mentioned you started like with T-shirts, you know, there's there's one certainty, right? Is that like, you know, CrossFitters love love T-shirts, but then, you know, mentioned especially with men, sometimes that T-shirt doesn't last long. So you need that yeah. kind of like individuality or that statement piece on, on the bottom half as well. So it's either shorts or socks.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's, the thing is, We started off in CrossFit, that's uh, that's definitely where we we came up, Um, but we don't necessarily want to just be associated with CrossFit or functional fitness in general, Um, so there are other avenues to go down, and for those other avenues, you need to be a bit more subtle uh, and a bit of a varying degree of style as well, so we can't just keep pumping out those same style of uh, garments yeah and and i've noticed like with the the defiance range which is the one you've just launched
1: you know that there's there's a pattern remains but it's it's subtle in in the in the colors that you use as well and yeah and yeah and uh you know i wasn't wasn't planning to kind of get into kind of like the 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 business strategy side but like you say you don't necessarily want to pigeon yourself into crossfit because whilst within the community it can feel massive it can feel all encompassing it's still a very small kind of like part of the fitness industry like you know both kind of within the uk within europe globally right so you need to have need to be attractive we've seen reebok doing it with their nano you know they're they're the shoe of fitness they're not the shoe of crossfit anymore and i think that's important right
0: yeah i noticed that recently actually the new nano it's uh, i can't remember what terminology they actually use but um as they have pulled away from crossfit it, it's quite funny how they now term themselves or that particular style of um of gear um i can't remember actually what they do say but yeah again it's kind of um the fitness trainer or the fitness shoe or uh, stuff like that but yeah yeah it's it's
1: something like the the official the official shoe of fitness or the official shoe of don't stop but yeah you know, yeah when when you look at there's the you know there's no crossfit branding there wasn't any on the 10 there were, there's there's now like a les mills version and i think it's just like you know it, it only makes sense you know when you look at something like the night Metcon that is very well positioned across the training space uh for you know like kind of training rather than yeah. crossfit and and so like you know that that kind of makes sense
0: yeah but in, in regards to like um the defiance range that you mentioned it's kind of our our um, biggest, well, it's our first release of this year. Um, we've put the most into that release out of anything that we've probably done previous, but we've, yeah, like we've kept the pattern. There is a pattern there, um, the design there at least, um, but it is a lot more subtle. You have to, there's a lot in that design as well. If you really look in, into it um, a bit more in depth, you'll kind of really, you'll see biggest shapes and stuff like that that you wouldn't necessarily have realized was there on first sight so we have kept with the patterns um but yeah it's a a little bit more subtle and more of the mainstream kind of person would be able to wear it yeah so so what um so going
1: into a little bit more then about the the defiance range and i've got got numerous questions i kind of wanted to ask you but um you know one things i've seen is that um how how does that range like reflect the kind of the brand values like you know waddable values you know i know you've started to use recycled fabrics um but also it's uk manufactured um and i've seen from the vlogs that you've got um kind of you know you've got production on on site as well but um and you were and and i was watching the one where you're looking at the kind of the color matching on the swatches do you print on site as well
0: yeah so we've got all machinery to print on site um everything pretty much is done on site we can't Weave the fabrics. We can't do any of that stuff on site. Um, But everything else, production-wise, is done right here, uh, which is good. We've we've built a good team. Um, Initially, we did in our earlier years. Well, actually, probably only about a year and a half, maybe two years ago, did we actually start producing ourselves. But um, we did produce in in the East and stuff like that. But it's now all been brought on site. So everything you see is, clothing-wise, is made here. Um, accessories we're yet to to bring in house, but we will do at some point. But uh, yeah, it's um it's very very close to our roots. Obviously, everything that we bring out the clients, especially um, made in UK, it, it's got a UK design to it, a UK feel. Um, yeah, it's it's everything everything we do is very close to our roots, uh, and we're we're looking to build on that and keep it that way now. Especially with the um, the performance not performance fabrics, sorry, the uh, recycled fabrics. That's another thing that's kind of close to our hearts. Um, Emily, especially, she's constantly pushing me to uh, produce recycled materials. Um, even our scraps, our offcuts, and stuff like that. What can we do with them? We don't want to just bin them. Um, our samples, we don't just throw them away once they're used. We put them in a sample sale so someone can get some use out of them. So, um, yeah, we're, we're trying to stick to our core values now and uh, and build from there.
1: And I guess by bringing those things in-house, it gives you that control because, like, you know, if, if someone was starting out, they might be like, you know what, I'll do kind of, a, is it like drop shipping or kind of like, mm. or, or maybe kind of like getting it done, like you say, kind of remotely where you get a big job lot, but it's perhaps an off-the-rail design, but you're being able to not only bring your design aspirations in house and make it look exactly as you want, but then control those elements of the supply chain as well.
0: Yeah, so the, the originally how it was done, which is pretty much 99% of how everyone else does it, is send it out to send their uh, designs out somewhere like China. Uh, they'll get the sample back, they'll either okay it or make their alter- alterations, send it back a few weeks later, it'll come back as a new sample, We can speed that process up and and do that within days, a week, a couple of weeks uh, from uh, concept to a complete uh, product. So, yeah, we have lots more control than we did do. It costs more, obviously, to to make in the UK, but we have more control, So, and that's the the end goal. And if someone says, look, I want this product, Uh, we've got an event coming up, can you help us out? Can you produce something just for this event? Rather than say, yeah, it's uh, 500 pieces. Um, it's going to take about eight to 12 weeks to get it all sorted. We can start work on it same week, hopefully get something, even a sample out by the end of the week. Yeah. So um, yeah, it, it, there's a massive benefit to having it all in-house, but there's a negative where it does cost a lot more. You have to foresee every circumstance that can happen. So things like small things like, I don't know, um, Elastic. You've got to make sure you've got enough elastic for those shorts. Um, and if one kind of thing doesn't, well, one um, one cog in the uh, wheel doesn't turn correctly, the whole machine stops. So there are definitely plus and uh, minus sides to doing it in-house. And the cost to set up is ridiculous. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to have all these machines, even like specialist machines, to we're, we're sorting out some new machines at the moment to sew waistbands into shorts and that, that's not just a normal straight stitch machine, there's a specific machine for that to actually attach elastic, put it through, um, put it through a big tube and out comes your, your waistband so because it's a specialist item, uh, it's going to cost far much more than uh, you'd hoped and um, yeah, that, that, that's the massive downside to things
1: Yeah, and I suppose you need you need the specialisation machine to be able to do it at the volume to be able to put the the items out and for them to be available at the price point that they're attractive. You know, you do it by hand; it's just a completely different kind of a price point as well, right? And and volume.
0: So we I think we started off with two machines, and we've kind of grown from there. But those just because you can't do everything on two machines, you can't. You need to if you're going to make a production run, you need to make it worth your while. So you need 100 pieces say and that 100 pieces is going to take time but if you have a specific machine that just does one part of that um part of that piece of clothing it will speed up the whole process
1: yeah and uh it's it's really interesting to like say there's huge outlay in kind of setting that up in-house but it gives you that independence and that ability to kind of crash to the timeline if you need to like say if someone needs a sample in a week then you can you can make that happen you know if if, it, it you know with all intents and purposes you know that that, that can happen like if, if it needs to and i guess like um it also means that you're saying that you know you've put a lot into the kind of the defiance launch but you've been able to kind of like you know whether that's two three four months from concept to to kind of like it actually going on release but because it's happening in-house you can have that quick turnaround. You're not kind of sending designs out to the East and then waiting four weeks and then having to send it back again and, and potentially then having to push launch dates because you can't, you're not happy with the product because you still want to be yeah, happy exactly. with the product.
0: Yeah, and the fact is that other companies will, will do things a year in advance, maybe two years. Uh, 2022, we're going to have this come out, but we, can, we don't have to wait that long. We, we're not doing it in the volumes, obviously, as like the Reeboks, the Nikes, uh stuff like that but we just don't have to wait that long if there's something that's come into the market as well that we think oh we could we could do that for better then we can possibly put that together a lot quicker and get it out
1: yeah now it's, it's really interesting to hear that kind of control from like bringing in the 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 unprinted fabric right through to the kind of product allows you that kind of that that full ownership yeah um, yeah definitely Talking about bringing things in-house, it was mid-2020
0: that you moved into
1: your current kind of HQ then?
0: Yeah, we made a big leap. Um, we were probably in a place that was 800, no, about 700 square feet um, just before lockdown last year. Then we saw massive growth really quickly um, as lockdown hit, well, just before lockdown hit and during um, So we're like, right, we need to move. But if we're going to do it, we're going to do it properly. So we're now in a kind of a 4,000 square foot uh, facility. We've got uh, warehousing downstairs. We've got a gym. We've got production downstairs, upstairs. Now in here, we've got podcast room. So it's a a full room just dedicated to the podcasting and, and meetings. But we've got that. And we've got coffee bar. Uh, a room kind of dedicated to the coffee Amazing. bar. We've got the main office, uh, table tennis, all that kind of jazz. We, I wanted to do it. If we're going to do it, do it properly. But the other thing is that if you're going to work, you want to enjoy being at work rather than it being a slog. That's why we had to put everything else kind of in, as well as just mm-hmm. being computers, uh, sewing machines, and a, a warehouse, that kind of jazz.
1: Yeah, it, it helps facilitate the the high performing team that you need, right, to be able to kind of, and it's exciting to see that growth. And, you know, we've seen a lot of growth in like e-sales and e-commerce, right, with with lockdown because everyone's at home. And so it's, it's great that you were then in a position to be able to kind of like, you know, expand with that. And uh, but also kind of, I guess, to an extent, I, I presume future proof, right, with putting in the training space, putting in the podcast room, there's putting in the cop you know, it, it's an incredible hub to have both in terms of production, but also for building that brand with your athletes, with your ambassadors as
0: well? Well, we don't need to rent a place or go to any gyms to do photo shoots. We still do, well, when we can. Um, But if we need something done, we can do it in-house. So we can just yeah, go and get on the rig. Uh, We're going to shoot this or get on the uh, Assault Runner or something like that. We need to shoot some new socks. need to shoot the shorts moving, so that's easy. Um, the coffee space, for instance, we we all love coffee, uh, and it's a nice area to sit down and and chill with kind of people, uh, ambassadors, athletes coming in or potential um, people we're going to work with. Chill, have a coffee, also get a bit more content in there. So as you've probably seen on the vlog we kind of use that space for another area for content. Um, yeah, so it it does future proof it. it to some respect. We've we're kind of looking around now, thinking oh shit we've run out of space but um (laughs) just because we're not looking hard enough we could definitely fit loads more in but um and make better use of the space but growing quite substantially has given us room to breathe uh whereas before we're trying to fit everything in a small area everyone's on top of each other uh and everyone's getting pretty aggy so uh it's nice being able to get into a space where you can move around without hitting anyone Brilliant. I know. And I really hope that kind of investment
1: pays off both in the short term in terms of like enjoying it, like being the place to work, but equally like long term as we do get to hopefully start moving around a bit more. You know, you can have you can host
0: kind of people a bit more a bit more easily. Yeah. Well, the idea was um, every last Friday of the month, have a Friday night light. Um, still a pipe dream because we can't get anyone in, but uh, we will do that at some point. It's We've got the space to, to have something nice um, and kind of an added bonus for, for our band supporters, people wearing our gear that you could uh, you can come down and actually have an event at Waterball. Um, be nice to see faces. Yeah. And they, they can browse the sale rail at the same time, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. It's, to be honest, I don't like doing that kind of stuff. Um, I don't like anything that you're bringing people in for an event but you're trying to sell to them at the same time. I'd like mm-hmm. to kind of you're coming in for an event, we're going to treat you right because you've supported us. Yeah. Um, if we were to do a warehouse sale or something like that, that'd be separated, but there is the option, obviously, to, to kind of do that stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I say, because you've got that full space, you can kind of, it's multifunctional, you can kind of, repurpose it as needed at short term you know you're saying there that you know all right we need to at short notice we need to shoot some socks or you know yeah. just get get an idea of how this looks on i guess there's
0: even that like you can put a sample together and then go put it through its paces through a workout right <laughs> we've, we've done that in a day before so we've we've had an idea in the morning it's been made in the off by the afternoon and it's been worn in um, and shot by the evening yeah it's like a, i'm trying to think of the way it's like a I was going to say like it's that the the
1: waddable cradle or furnace or something crucible. That's it. Right. In terms yeah. of, you know, yeah, yeah. just being able to kind of like make and test it all. Brilliant. Yeah, exactly. So, so we've talked a little bit there about kind of um, athletes, ambassadors, you know, I, I've noticed with the latest launch, you know, that you worked with athletes to kind of like for the photo shoot, that's commonplace across the industry, but equally there was a real kind of like reaching out into the community, sending out kind of like the collector's boxes and, and things. So, are our athletes and kind of ambassadors
0: a key element of, of like the Waddle brand? Yeah, they are, but we're not doing it how a lot of other people are now doing it. I'd say, um, same, same kind of deal where we have still got our ambassadors. We have still got our athletes. Um, we handpick those, not necessarily just because they're the best in the sport or whatever. We've got a lot of kind of, um, People that are given back to community we've got uh, in general got a couple that are dealing with mental health that kind of thing um, that they're, they're they're actively pushing uh, the talk the narrative of, of mental health so we're, we're supporting them that way bring them on board uh, as an ambassador so you don't necessarily have to be top of your game um, a lot of people now are using the kind of brand ambassador apps to you can you can join our team and we're going to put you through a load of tests and each test you get some points and that can about like you can uh, then buy our gear through that it's not really how is going to approach this this type of thing we want actual real ambassadors people that care about other people care about fitness care about our products rather than we're going to just use you for whatever you can provide us um And then that's it and then we'll toss you away when we don't need you
1: i suppose it's in a sense you're you're looking for people that you know you're aligned with but they're going to go the extra mile for you and in return you'll go the extra mile for them and it will create a a synergistic
0: relationship from that yeah so it's like what um what ambassador can go to work as a we've got one uh, that's a nurse for instance who, who's going to go to work as a nurse and come home to a, a gift box of fresh stash from Bowl, Um That you're not a, a, an, a, an athlete at the very top. It's, it's kind of all about being accessible to everyone. Uh, everyone's an athlete. It, I know it's been a, it's a bit of a, um, I can't remember what the word is now, but calling people athletes if they're not actually. Um, competing or something like that but you're competing with yourself so we do call everyone an athlete um and i think you should be rewarded for that and rewarded for or for being positive and that's uh, that's kind of our how we're going around things
1: yeah no i, don't, I think there's there's a lot a lot of value in that and like say there are different ambassador models to adopt and each each kind of company can uh, take whichever approach they want and yeah it's yeah, really interesting yeah, it, it's really interesting to kind of hear hear your approach and to kind of get kind of your, your get the insights into that because you don't always see that kind of if you're just scrolling Instagram, right? So that's that's one of the reasons. I really wanted to to reach out and kind
0: of hear hear a little more from from behind the brand. So no, I really appreciate that. Well I've I've stepped away from I don't deal with any of that, so to speak. I still have uh if we're kind of speaking to our athletes on Zoom calls, stuff like that, I'll stick my head in, mm-hmm. say hello because I wanna I wanna have a chat with people, but, um, Emily Dwyer or the Woo, um, she now manages our waddable team of ambassadors and athletes. And, um, she's, she's very, she's very on point with who we should bring into waddable and for specific reasons, rather than, um, just for the fact of getting something out of someone else.
1: And I guess Emily has a lot of experience herself, as being kind of like an athlete, being a you know a competitor, um, and and interacting with brands. So it's very well positioned exactly. to kind of like you know know that know the, the the ins and outs of that relationship.
0: Yeah, she's very good at what she does in whatever she does.
1: Yeah, amazing, great, great addition to the team then yeah
0: really good really good yeah
1: my final question then would be you know you've just had a a launch um just come out now um i've actually my uh i've I've got the shorts on order i'm waiting for them to uh, to arrive so i look forward to kind of checking those out um is do you have any other kind of sneak kind of peaks or teasers you want to give for what's coming up for the rest of the year i recognize Um, there's uncertainty in kind of where we'll be kind of in terms of freedom but i guess
0: at least in terms of like waterball do you have anything you want to share yeah. So we're all right. Things I can say, um, we've got two bags coming out towards the end of this month. Um, really, really excited with those because it's our first kind of, uh, delve into ma- making making uh, bags in the UK. Previously we've made them, um, in, in the Middle East and, Again, we had no control over it or a little control over it. So things maybe went wrong or weren't we weren't happy with. So we've kind of laid the foundations to make those here. Um, So we're bringing out two bags. There's another product that I really want to bring out, but um, yeah, I can't. Until we're we're 100% on it, I won't say what it is. Um, Our accessories, our grips and stuff like that, we're going to be bringing out a few more of those. And then we've got a all release end of March, um, which is going to cross over between, well, I'll say it's, it's a it's a weightlifting release. So uh, it's going to cross over between CrossFit or Functional Fitness and Olympic Weightlifting. And that's going to be our, our next main launch.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. And I know you say like you can't touch on things until you're 100%. And I guess to go back to what we were talking about earlier, because so much of what you do is in-house, you don't have to be 100% until quite late on in that process. So.
0: I'd say the main, main reason for not being 100% is that a lot of our fabrics still have to be imported. And until, until, we get the, like, until it's landed in the UK or it's on our doorstep, I can't ever guarantee anything. Um, so that, yeah, that's, that's the trickiest part of this whole kind of lockdown situation for us is the fabrics and the importing. Brilliant.
1: No, thanks very much. It's really good to kind of get, get some insights into the, the kind of behind the brand, both historically and and more recently. It's uh it's exciting to see what's coming next, and uh, I'm sure anyone that's you know not already following Waddable can check you out on social media. Equally, hunt, hunt out hunt out any of the uh, um, athletes because they've then got their uh, discount codes as well. They're looking to uh, to kind of like grab any Wattable, uh Wattable stash.
0: Yeah, yeah, we um yeah we've also got the uh, the vlog that we're now putting out once a month. So if you do, do want to get a bit more of an insight into what we do and how we do it, you can watch that. Um, kind of a lot of it is tongue in cheek on that. That's kind of our, our way of re- uh, relaxing and um, just taking a piss out of each other as well. So it's a bit of a, a fun element to that as well.
1: Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd seen some of those vlogs and I'd seen kind of like, you know, that you'd got the, the podcast set up. And for me as just a, you know, a, a hobbyist host of, of the Shocking Fitness podcast, I knew like that was a reason then to reach out that you guys would be, uh, and you specifically would be open to kind of talking a bit more behind the brand. So thanks again. Yeah, no worries, mate. Thanks for having me.